0: kids they said it will be fun they said who the heck are they anyway as moms we sacrifice a lot for our families our time our health our wallets our identity friendships personal care and of course our beloved sleep motherhood is a crazy ride one that is not meant to be braved alone it takes a village right well your village is here I'm your host Sabrina Greer and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama.
1: Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You're going to hear my voice is a little off today because I've got a bit of a cold. Of course, when we have kids, don't we always have colds? But I'm super excited for tonight's episode that I didn't want to deprive the world of bringing it to you. So tonight we are going to be interviewing one of my favorite human beings, and I'm not even sarcastic when I say that. Cassie Jeans has literally become one of my favorites. She is such a girl crush of mine um i found her through our publishing house she was writing a book at the same time i was writing a book and i was just so inspired by everything that comes out of this woman's mouth she is a poet she is a soul whisperer she is just such a wonderful human being and tonight we're going to talk about bringing soul into motherhood
2: and what that means so i couldn't be more excited hi cassie welcome Hey, Sabrina, thank you so much for having me here and for all the beautiful things you just said, and I'm really (laughs) honored to be here, um, truthfully, because I look up to you in so many ways, so thank you so much for being so kind. (laughs) Uh, That means so much coming from you.
1: So I'm going to just introduce you formally, and then we're going to dive right in. So Cassie Jeans is a number one best-selling author, an inspirational speaker, and a dedicated leader for women who want to fully embrace all aspects of their soul and take full ownership of their life. She is an advocate for the transformational power self-worth has in a woman's life and has a gift of eradicating self-doubt and limiting beliefs using the power of words, practical step-by-step solutions, and the wisdom of intuition. She is interested in what lights up a person's soul and guides them to see that by following that path. Alone, all other core desires will naturally fall into place. Mm -hmm. Oh, so beautiful. Even your bio is poetry. It's hilarious. (laughs) Thank you. I love it. (laughs) So good. So I'm just, I'm so happy to have you here because this whole spiritual yeah. stuff. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to start there because that is how I viewed it for so long. Yeah. I was like, oh, what is all this spiritual stuff and this hoity-toity thing and this, you know, poofy stuff over here. And I was very sort of, I think because I was so insecure about what it all meant and I, I wasn't there yet. I hadn't had any sort of enlightenment or spiritual awakening. You know, I was afraid of it, to be honest. And that fear sort of turned it into ignorance. And I just kind of poo pooed the whole idea all the time. And I was like, ugh, what is this spirituality? You know, I grew up, my mom's Catholic and my dad's essentially an atheist. I grew up with no denomination, no religion. We didn't go to church unless it was for, you know, a wedding or a funeral. And, you know, my whole view of spirituality, I always thought that, in entirety meant God and Jesus and praying and all of those things. So it's, it's very new to me that this whole spirituality, I, I see it now. There's so many options. It's really just about finding that version of yourself that you connect with and knowing that there's a higher power and knowing that there's a higher power inside of you to guide the way. And I I just think you've done such a beautiful job of really for me, even personally lighting that path and showing me the way, like so much guidance comes from what you write and what you create. And it's just so powerful and beautiful. So thank you. (laughs)
2: Oh, wow. Thank you. Because it's so interesting to hear that one of the things I want to say is it's so incredibly brave of you to, to even be like, what is up with all the spirituality stuff? And to acknowledge that within yourself, there was a fear at one point of even going down that road. I think one of the things that a lot of us um, are not aware of when it comes to spirituality, it's, it's an incredibly vulnerable place to be because what it mm-hmm. signifies is it literally signifies that there is something else. It signifies that there is something bigger. It signifies that, you know, this isn't it. And if this isn't it, then what is it? Right? So I think what starts happening is with the moment that we start to question our, our spirit, our essence, our divine being, whatever it is, we open up a can of worms essentially to, a quest that all of humanity has been on since the beginning of so-called time. So it's, I, you know, I genuinely find it really fascinating. And I had a different history, um, personally and life experience when it came to spirituality. I grew up in a religious environment, um, through my teenage years, it was literally by choice that I committed my life to, um, serving, um, God now, and that you can hear the hesitation in my voice when I say that because (laughs) what's happened and is very, um, it's a pattern. This is what we do just as human beings. And that's totally fine. This is where the humility of being alive comes into play is we create systems and we create organizations. And literally what we do is we create boxes around things that are never intended to be boxed. So when I say God, I'm open to universe. I'm open to source. I'm, I'm literally open to like essence and just not having to put so many labels on things that we don't have the answers to. We just don't have them. We have an emotional, um, vibrational connection to things that are happening within us that we can't explain. Science is coming along. It's pretty cool to see where science and spirit energy our source are connecting together. It's really, really neat. They've actually done studies now on prayer where they can do literal third blind, whatever, three blind studies. Anyway, they're like intense, they're actual medical studies where they've actually been able to signify that either prayer or meditation, doesn't matter what denomination or um, and, um, or background or history it's connected to will actually improve a patient's outcome. So, I mean, that kind of stuff is just fascinating alone that they've been able to take it that far, but, but it's just this, it's still the unknown. And I think the moment Mm -hmm. that you, that we touch on the unknown, our human instinct is to be certain, but we have to surrender all certainty in order to have faith and and that's where we get into vulnerability. So, yeah, I hear you. I hear you.
1: Mm. I love all of that because it, it really has been a journey. I think <laughs> you know, on the path to enlightenment, and it doesn't have to be this all intensive, Mm -hmm. you know, going on a 300 days silence, no food, Buddhist monk, you know, all the things that, you know, people go so far out there when they talk about spirituality, but really just sort of coming home to yourself and just sitting in silence. That's been a big thing for me learning how to really meditate, not just sit there with, you know, music on and fall asleep, but really learn how to be silent in my mind and not have a thousand thoughts in my head, especially as a busy mom. You know, I have, I I do that a lot where my mind's always racing, but to really just quiet it all and sit with yourself and focus on one thing, focus on what it is and look up to that source or that higher power or the universe or God or whoever it is. And, you know, prayer doesn't have to be, you know, please help me, please help me, please help me. It can really just B, this is, I I need guidance. I need to know what direction I should go and what direction I should take. And it's funny because I've, again, this is also new to me, but I'm absolutely loving it because it feels good and it feels like I'm connected to something and I've been seeing the number. 1111 11, everywhere and it's funny because some of the spiritual leaders that I've been you know talking with and working with have said that the meaning of that number it is a guidance number um, for decision making and it's just it's been really cool to sort of watch that whole journey unfold in front of me too so I love that but anyway what I wanted to ask you is when it comes to to motherhood, because this is a, a mommy podcast, we don't want to get too far into the whole um, spiritual stuff. But you know, as a mom, how do you how do you bring that soul into your relationship with your children?
2: Mm, I love that question. Um, so, I I'll just preface with saying I am I am not an expert when it comes to all things spiritual, um, but when but from my personal experience and the things that I've seen and witnessed and felt very, very deeply, um, motherhood cracked me open in such a way <laughs> that I would say that I definitely wasn't prepared for the journey spiritually. I thought I was. I thought I had all of the answers. I thought I thought that I could give them the story and then that would be enough. What ended up happening is um, after my daughter was born. And even after my son, I just started questioning everything. And I I think this is, can be a pretty common experience for a lot of women because one, we're starting to question everything in general. The moment we become pregnant, everything is on the table and we have to dissect it and analyze it and overthink it and make sure that it's okay and that it's safe and all this kind of things, right? When it came to spirituality, it really threw me for a loop because I thought I was going to be one way for the rest of my life. I did a complete 180, then I did another one. And then I'm probably pretty sure right now I'm doing another one. Like it's just this constant evolution um, of <laughs> growth and it's beautiful and I love it. And it's sacred and it's divine. What it's allowed me to do though with my children, it's, it's allowed me to stay so open to their life experience, to not put my print on their life experience, to literally pause when they're speaking and allow them to express what is going on in their heart, in their soul, to not dim down their emotions, to actually allow them to express themselves wholeheartedly. If they are feeling as if things are happening that are unfair, there is nothing within me that says, oh no, it doesn't have to be that way. I, I, I've gotten to this place where I recognize them as a divine human being. I'm a divine human being. I recognize that they are having their life experience and I am having my life experience. I understand that their perspective is going to be vastly different than my perspective at times. I understand that there's going to be times when we're going to be completely united and it's going to be bliss. It's going to be filled with so much love. I also understand there's going to be times when ego is going to trip both of us up and we're going to get nasty. So there is just, there's this respect for them that I don't think would have been there before had I not had to completely dismantle every aspect of my belief system and stay open and stay curious to the possibility that maybe I was not right and that maybe nobody was really, really right. But we were all on this same journey looking and feeling into the same things and asking the same questions and at the very core of it all coming to the same similar conclusions, similar realizations, similar feelings. And when I was able to bring that into motherhood, all of a sudden they became my teachers. And I think I write about this. Do I write that? And mm-hmm. you got, yeah. Okay. We'll come back to that. <laughs> but, and I was in that moment when I recognized that they were there as well to teach me, it's like, it's like we became communal, you know, am I an authority figure? Yeah, that's loose. That's a loose term. Right. (laughs) Right. But, but am I their guide and they are mine? Absolutely. And there's just so much respect within that and joy. But then also there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens that you're just like, Oh my God, should I seriously just do that? Right. But then there's also forgiveness in and like that, yeah, yeah, there's there's so many layers. I could keep going, but. <laughs> no, I, I love that. And you do talk about that. So Cassie is a co
1: author in You've Got This Mama, too, which I'm so excited about because um, you just have such a beautiful take on. Motherhood. I mean, ev- like I said, Definitely. your words are like butter to me mm-hmm. and I am obsessed with butter. Everyone <laughs> who knows me knows that. <laughs> so that's a very good thing. And yeah, it's, I just, you have such a graceful, positive way of talking about it. Because you do talk about some things that are, you know, a bit heavier for some people. There's some postpartum, your personal experience with postpartum depression. And, you know, it, it's, it's poetry. Mm-hmm. And it's just so beautiful how you talk about it's almost like a balance between, you know, the joy and the hard stuff and how we're constantly growing and ever evolving and learning from one another. That's a main focus in your chapter is how, like you said, there are guides and we are theirs. Like we learn from them as much as they learn from us. And if we can keep this sort of tandem ever flowing relationship, what a beautiful place to be, right? Instead of trying to own them or forcefully make them into who they are not, and put boundaries on them that are unattainable and just all of it. I think it's so important and I'm seeing it right now. So my, my eldest is almost 13 years old and it's a very strong age of rebellion and, um, independence and, you know, going your own way and being strong. And I really try to encourage that and embrace that and let him show us who he is and, not, you know, tur- turn him down when he's trying to have a conversation and let his thoughts be as important as my thoughts and let him have the last word and let him, you know, express himself as you said. So I think all of that is so important. And it's true. I may not have been that way if I hadn't sort of had my enlightened experiences and learned about soul. Yeah. And it's interesting because I've been writing about in healthy mama so that's the the next book to launch we write about how health is a soundness of body mind and spirit spirit being soul mm-hmm. and it's so true you know it all coincides all of those elements are what make us who we are and they all need to be sound they all need to be together to be healthy to have optimal health overall so it's so interesting that you know this spirituality has made such an impact on everything right now. Everyone is, is talking about it, which I think
2: is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: So why, why do you think a spiritual practice is important for us moms? Because obviously it's not just all about our kids all the time, right? It's, It's important for us as well as individuals, as women,
2: as mothers. Absolutely. The first word that comes to mind is identity. Um, Mm -hmm. We can over-identify with motherhood in a way that doesn't allow us to express ourselves um, creatively. Uh, A lack of creation, like a lack of creative drive, a lack of um, just passion uh, really cripples our spirit. Um, When I think about soul and I think about spirituality and I think about um, those types of ideas and concepts, um, things that we can't quite place a finger on. Um, there's so much freedom within that. There's just so much expanse within it. And practically when we allow ourselves to slow down and like you were saying before, bring in a practice of meditation, like whatever it might be, seriously, um, bring in a practice of stillness, bring in a practice of, um, Prayer and, and, and it doesn't, it can be a, just a prayer from your heart. It really depends on um, what belief systems you carry. And it's beautiful to have something structured, it's beautiful to have something just released from the depths of your soul. All things that allow your mind to stop and your heart to come into rhythm as a mom will create such incredible ripples within your family. That that you will change any behavior that is limiting you to be able to um love more deeply. And I don't say that from a place of judgment, it's literally from a place of um experiencing it for myself. Um like when it comes to a spiritual practice, there is just something that gives you space to breathe. So something super practical that my kids have even noticed that I do is when I get like really stressed out or when I'm really um, overwhelmed or when things are just getting really noisy, I breathe and I take really deep breaths and and like they can hear me. They're like, mom, what are you doing? Why are you breathing? And I'm like, mommy's feeling overwhelmed right now. I'm very clear to let them know the emotions that are going on when they see me performing things that help me manage like just the just the ups and downs of being human let alone being a mom like just all of it right mm-hmm. so so even breath can be so grounding another thing that is so incredibly grounding like within that spiritual practice is like just taking your hand and putting it on your heart and reminding yourself as a mom that you have a heart and that it has desires, that it has wants, that it has passions. And this was so what's, what might be kind of interesting to take a look at is when we think about spirituality, we don't often think about passion, we don't think about heart. We don't think about, um, freedom because so, so many times when we have taken that leap of faith or when we've taken that leap of expression, you know, it, maybe it's not really, um, interpreted in, in the way that makes us feel safe. I know that happened to me a lot. Um, when I was very strict within, um, my culture of religion is if anything was outside of the box, of which I had constructed and that was constructed for me to practice, I was judgmental and I was closed off. And I really denied myself a lot of really incredible life experiences right down to life, the life experience of enjoying nature, you know, because at that time, you know, I'm 34 or something like that right now. And, you know, you go back when I was in my teens at that time, anything that was new age, what's considered harmful and dangerous. I don't, (laughs) I don't even consider myself new age right now because I will not put a label on my spirituality. I just will not do it. Um, but I remember if, if you had a, a fascination with animals or with nature, then that was like not okay. And what's so interesting is that because I denied myself that connection for a long time, um, it, it stunted my growth. It narrowed my mind. And I didn't get to enjoy the things that, to, to, that today now I enjoy immensely. Nature for me, like Earth itself, I am so deeply connected to. And I learn so much from flowers, from water, from rocks, it's insane. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm blown away by the stuff that I gather when I just be still, even for 30 seconds outside and I just gaze at something. It's, it's unfathomable, but that's, that's the simplicity of what, it, of what it really is. Because when I think about creation and I think about some of the reasons as to why, why we're here, a lot of those reasons are we're here to experience this right so to deny any layer of that experience seems very odd to me yeah right so and yeah. if you if you start to apply that to the basics of like being a mom you know if we're so focused all the time on making sure everything is right that everybody is this that everything is that 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 looks a certain way that i look a certain way that you know the kids look a certain way and all this kind of stuff and we've got all of these things that the car looks a certain way that the house looks a certain way like Oh my goodness! When we're so busy up in our minds thinking about how everything has to be externally done around us, and we don't take those like thirty seconds to just stop and feel how we're actually doing inside, like it—it's—I mean, it's—it's it's just there's so much more. There's so yeah. much more that we could be experiencing in our everyday life, and and there's a, absolutely there's a lot of joy to be found in that.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, I totally agree. I think that's, it's just so important to, as moms that we really embrace that time for ourselves. And I love how you talk about nature because it's very clear just from following you, even on Instagram, you know, your connection with nature is one that is so inspiring. Um, I love, I'm obsessed with nature too. You know, I'm, everyone knows I have a cottage and, you know, I love to be outdoors, but I just, I feel like you take it to another level and the way you share it is just so powerful. And I think that's something to be said. You actually just did mention it. You know, it can be so simple. And I feel like that's why so many of us moms steer away from spirituality is because, we think it needs to be something grand or it needs to be something scary or it needs to be something so out of the ordinary from what we're already doing. And I think it really can be just little shifts in our behavior and how we connect with things and how we communicate with things, including ourselves, right? That comparison piece that you were talking about and how we always have to be on and we always have to look a certain way and do things a certain way. Just, getting rid of that sort of disposing of the things that don't feel good and don't bring us joy and do more of the things that do bring us joy and that do feel good. Even if that is just going for a walk and breathing fresh air or sitting down and taking a couple of deep breaths or doing 10 minutes of yoga or playing with our kids or, you know, spirituality does not have to be, as I said, going on like a a monk retreat or, you know, a silence thing or hunger strike. It can really just be something so simple.
2: So simple. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's just, um, when you were talking, there was something that was coming through that was really interesting. You were talking about the simplicity. We were talking about nature. It'll come back if it's supposed to, but it was really lovely. I'll wait for it.
1: (laughs) And I I love that that's how you, (laughs) you're always so intuitive, right? Things just sort of come to you and it's so, it's so cool. So I want to ask too, you know, if, If moms are listening to this, which I'm sure it's all moms listening to this, but if somebody listening to this is going, well, I really want to become more spiritual. I just don't know where to begin or how to do it or, you know, and that sounds so silly, especially to me now, because I have had so much practice, but that wouldn't have sounded silly to me, you know, even a few months ago, a year ago, um, because I really didn't know where to begin. And it started with guided meditations for me. It started with, you know, an app, like I used the Calm app and I started doing guided meditations in the morning, waking up a little bit before the kids and having, you know, a little bit of time to myself. And then I started doing them at nighttime as well. And then I just realized, you know, I actually can do this on my own. And then I started exploring in nature and meditating in nature and finding my breath and doing yoga. And it just sort of spiraled into this whole practice that I now have, and I don't know what I would do without. But
2: where where do you start for the spiritual newbies out there? <laughs> I love that question. Um, One of the things, and so it actually brought up what I was going to mention before too. That's pretty cool, is mindfulness. So I know that term is thrown around and that kind of stuff. And this may not be your first step. I don't really know what your first step is going to be, right? Um, But I do know that if you are feeling a nudge, if you are feeling like something is just kind of off inside, and for some reason you're either being drawn to um, tarot cards, you're being drawn to astrology, you're being drawn to. practice, you're being drawn to yoga, you're being drawn to stargazing, you're being drawn to um, uh, uh, alchemy, um, you're being drawn to um, books, maybe by Rebecca Campbell, like Light is the New Black, or Women Who Run With the Wolves, Clarissa Pinkola says, just whatever it is, if you feel as if all of a sudden there is a cord that is connected to something inside of you and it's pulling you in some way like put your hands around that cord and start to walk yourself towards whatever it is that you're being pulled to. Okay. Because that is your first step. So, um, so it's like drop into that place first and see where it leads you. Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's the Bible. Like it's all these sorts of things that you're all of a sudden being like curious about, open them up. See what's inside, um, even if it's just for like twenty minutes. No, not I mentioned I'd not say it's twenty. I meant like two minutes. Even if it's just for two, <laughs> right? Because twenty minutes for like us is like huge. Um, even if it's just for two <laughs> minutes a day, where you get to read something that all of a sudden starts nourishing your soul, you'll feel it. You will a hundred percent know when the thing that you pick up nourishes the stuff inside that has been neglected for a long time, because all of a sudden you're going to start to feel bubbly. Like seriously, you're going to start to be like, Oh my gosh, like there's more to me than my physical body. Holy crap. Like you're just like, (laughs) what is going on? And all of a sudden you're going to find yourself talking to people who maybe they're on the same path as you, maybe they're not, but you're going to care a little bit less because you're not going to be so concerned about what's happening, the words you're going to be more concerned about how you're feeling about what you're feeling. And it's the moment that you can tap into that emotional connection to that cord that's drawing you. I'm telling you, you're going to go on this incredible journey. The, the, the best thing I can say is to stay curious I, mm. that is like my favorite mm-hmm. word on the planet. I mean, you have you might've heard it before, but stay curious. Yes. I love it right? too. Because there is yeah. definitely something for you. So, um, I, I would imagine then the first, like, if there was a step, it's like mindful, like just be mindful of what would yeah. all of a sudden coming to you and then stay curious and follow through with it. Don't, don't let it go to the wayside. Cause I guarantee you it's going to come back. It's going to come back. Um, yeah, there's a favorite book of mine, women who run with the wolves, and, um, have you, Sabrina? I can't remember if uh, I have read it. Yes. yes so Destry, good. You were like, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's like, it's crazy good. Um, but she does actually, um, give glimpses to what it means to to be a woman with like hollow eyes to be a yeah. woman who's had the life just, um, just drawn out of her, and in and, and it's actually it's actually upsetting. Like I remember what that felt like to be that woman, so I know it's possible. Um, but I just want to really reach out to anyone who's actually feeling who just feels hollow, who feels like there is just all of a sudden nothing for them. Um, that's not true. There, there, that isn't true. And I, I do want to, you know, kind of make a claim to that because I know what it's like to feel that way, and then I also know what it's like to feel. Completely full of life, and have this incredible awe for everything that's happening all the time around us, even when it's chaos, even when there's vomit in our hair, even when things are just not going right. There are these moments of awe that we get to really, really enjoy. And we get to enjoy that when we start to connect ourselves to something that's just stirring inside, it's always coming from within. If there's anything, so if you're seeking so much external outside, because we can literally seek external spiritual validation, that's dangerous water to be walking on because it's never going to actually fill you the way in which that your own, um, worth your own embodiment of who you are can fill you. So there can, you can literally get on the spiritual treadmill and try everything and still feel empty until you recognize that all, so much of what you're craving for is already coming from within you.
1: Wow. Yeah. It's so crazy. I, a word that you use there, um, you know, talking about sort of like the feeling hollow and feeling empty. I find that in motherhood that can happen to us actually quite easily. Right. We, we sort of lose, and you were talking about it in the beginning of the show, we sort of lose our identity a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. We forget about the things we are passionate about because kids are all consuming, especially when they're young, right? I talk to moms every day that are, you know, in the thick of newborn baby and, you know, I have a two-year-old still, so I'm, you know, I do know what it's like and it can be all consuming. So just to find, we talk about self-care a lot on this show, like almost every episode it comes up. I think every episode it comes up (laughs) and there's a reason for that, right? But spirituality and self-care, can go hand in hand too, right? Because it's that finding the peace, finding the joy, finding what brings you back to yourself, because that is really what spirituality is. And a word that you used is nourish, things that nourish your soul. And I love that because I just wrote about this in Healthy Mama, the way we nourish our bodies with food, we need to do the same thing to our mind and our spirit, right? We need to nourish... all aspects of our health and with our physical body, we do that with healthy food and water and, you know, our body, Wouldn't last very long if we didn't do that, and our mind we need to nourish it with you know positivity and you know lots of good books and whatever whatever your way of taking in information if it's podcasts like this one or um, you know good books or audiobooks you need to nourish your mind but then your spirit you need to nourish as well and that's with whatever. Works for you, right? If that's meditation or yoga or whatever your your spiritual practice is, but all of those elements need to be nourished regularly to to stay healthy and stay alive.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's neat. It's, it's and that's experience. Like it's so funny we complicate it so much, but sometimes it's so simple, and and that's okay. And that's what's so beautiful about podcasts like these is you just get these little refreshers, these reminders, these like wonderful. I don't know, blips of the heart so that it can keep on like beating in the way in which that it was designed to do so. Mm, I love that. Now, how do you find
1: your spiritual practice influences your children? Do you notice them paying attention? Do they ask questions? You know, are, are they exercising some sort of spirituality or talking about it?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I notice that when we get outside and we go for a walk, that they have the same experience that I do when it comes to feeling um, more centered, more grounded, more connected to the earth. Um, within my son, I notice it in his language and the way in which he communicates and articulates, and um, shows a, a high level of compassion for things that are happening. And I notice how freely he feels to express his emotions, and then also to um, stand up for himself in. In within, within the family, um, which I think is really incredible um, that he's able to say what's on his heart and to remind me when I'm stepping out of line, because I'm definitely okay with that. Um, so that's incredible to see that. I also noticed that he recognizes that he has the language to be able to um, articulate that he understands that there is a difference in the way in which that he's wanting to show up in the world. And then the way in which that he sees some of his classmates want to show up in the world. So it's, it's fascinating. There's times when he'll just say stuff and I'm like, Whoa, that <laughs> was like, I write it down. And I'm like, that was super wise kiddo. <laughs> that was awesome. In um, my daughter, it's very interesting. I noticed the wildness within her. Um, she is, so connected to the earth. She gets it. It, there's no explaining it. There's no need for elaboration. The moment that she dips her feet in the water, she's, she's in a completely different world. She's, her imagination when it comes to pretending that we're in a fairy garden is there already. There's no, there's no disconnect. It's, it's incredible. Um, and, and she's strong. She's resilient. She also has the courage to be able to tell me when I'm out of line, Mm -hmm. it's just so neat. Like I'm, I'm so proud of them for when they do that, because it's hard to do that. That's not actually something easy to do when you're seven and nine years old. Mm -hmm. Right. And it doesn't come from a place of, um, rebellion now. I don't know. We're heading into teenagers, right? (laughs) So I'm open, I'm open. Um, and it doesn't come from a place of disrespect. It comes from a place of you taught me this. So why aren't you doing it? Right. Yeah. And you're like, geez, that's solid. Okay. <laughs> so, so I, I notice it in those, um, interactions and it, does that make me proud of Yeah, absolutely. Um, because wow. Um, to be able to recognize that, like we, we, we as parents, we have influence on these little guys. We a hundred percent do. To negate the the fact that that we don't would be like crazy. We hundred percent have an influence on the way in which that they process and the way in which that they experience their life. I I can almost guarantee that like none of us are going to get through this without some wounds. <laughs> yeah, I just I would love yeah. to be able to say that there's a way to do that but because our ego just rears its ugly head. And because we actually often bring our past wounds into our present state. Now there's a gift in this. When we start to recognize that we're bringing our past wounds into our present situation, we have the opportunity and responsibility to do something about it. Whether that means counseling, um, life coaching, um, seeking help, whatever it may be, um, better health, we can actually, um, really destroy our emotional and our mindset with really bad um, bacteria in our gut. That's not actually beneficial to us in any way, shape or form. Um, so taking into account that as much as we're spiritual, our body is designed to support our spirit. So when our body is under attack and is is over-exhausted, over-fatigued, malnourished, um, dehydrated, all of these things not being kept well care of, it's going to affect the way that we we respond. It's just going to do it. I can probably back that up with research, but I'm sure people listening right now are like, yeah, I've totally heard that before. So take that into account though. Um, because that will make a direct impact in how much awareness then we can start to bring into the other layers, the other layers in regards to past wounds, the other layers in regards to lineage of history of abuse, um, history of, um, manipulation. Like it's, there's a lot of stuff that we are uh given the opportunity to bring into the light to take out a shadow and to bring into light but we absolutely have to have a support system to be able to do that really well so Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah I think you you do such a great job of you know talking about the I think it's called shadow work or I've heard that or read that somewhere how you talk about you know the positive and the negative and how there's two sides to everything and how you know talking about our demons and shining a light on the dark places, how that can really help with growth, especially spiritual growth. Um, and I think you do a really great job of doing that. So, um, what would you recommend for somebody, you know, who, who's feeling the heaviness of past pain? Mm -hmm. How can they step into their light and move forward positively?
2: That's such a great question. And um, you actually helped me realize something by asking it and this conversation. This is one of the reasons why I'm so drawn to self-worth because shame keeps us in the dark. Um, Shame uh, cripples our ability to be able to take something that was negative and bring it into a positive light. I'm loose on the word positive too, only because it's become such a buzzword Mm -hmm. and um, people are coding it on stuff without actually processing the layers of emotion. And that's okay. Everyone takes like steps in different, in different regards. Um, and that's probably why we're seeing more words like shadow to light and that kind of stuff. We just, we, we switch words, right? Sure. This is just like, mm-hmm. this is our consumerism at hand. We're literally seeing it when it comes to words, we switch words. It's really funny. Um, but, but that's one of the reasons why I'm so uh, drawn to self-worth because at the very root of it without a solid, and I mean, solid foundation in our own self-worth, we keep ourselves in the dark because for whatever reason, and I see it. And as young as my kids, there is a belief, no matter how many times we're told it and, um, tell it to ourselves, we still at some level believe we're not enough. Mm. So that is the, that is the dance that we are dancing with ourselves is the moments we're enough and the moments we're not. And when the moments that we're not become too big because we're holding on to so much stuff, then we literally put ourselves in the dark. And the moment that we do that, we just continue to repeat um stories that are not serving our higher purpose. We continue to repeat past events that are literally just only causing us more anxiety and more hatred and more fuel for all of the stuff that we've been taught to believe is okay. Like it's just, it's it, that's why. So I would say self-worth like there, there is, there is, I just don't, I don't see being able to make the leap into spirituality without dealing with the nitty gritty. Yeah. It's, it won't hold. Because until we go into the the underbelly of the
0: soul,
2: (laughs) right? Until we go there, we don't really know what we're working with. So I I would say, yeah, start there.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. I just got goosebumps. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, Cassie, thank you so, so, so much for coming on the show tonight and chatting with us about spirituality. Is there anything else that you wanted to leave our listeners with that we didn't chat about?
2: Oh my goodness. Um, well, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of gratitude. I know once I get going, I get so excited because I can, I can almost like feel how it's going to land right in someone's like heart. I can almost feel it. It always surprises me in what actually ends up landing, but I can feel that it's landing. And um, when I can feel that it's landing, I get really excited and I get really grateful because, um, one, that means that my soul is showing up. And if my soul's showing up, we're in a good place. So that's awesome. You getting chills is confirmation that something's landing, that something's shifting. So there's just an immense amount of gratitude um, for just this this conversation, for this platform to be able to share with all the beautiful listeners right now. I, I really want to make it clear to everyone listening right now, every woman, every man. If there's you know some dudes out there good on you for being here. Cause you're going to learn a lot of things. Um, and one thing that I am learning is that men and women are actually very similar when it comes to like soul and spirit. So this is super cool. Um, but it's like, you are enough. There is something beautiful that has been planted inside of you that really wants to birth, that really wants to take shape, that wants to take form. So do whatever you have to do in the beginning, do whatever you have to do in the middle and recognize that there is no end to this journey. So please stop seeking completion and only seek the things that your heart desires and see where it takes you because you are on this planet right now and this planet is an incredible place to be. So there's so much enjoyment for you here. Um, and if things feel heavy, if things feel... Uncertain. If things are feeling as if they are just getting thrown at you left, right, and center, know that that it is going to be okay, and, and you can find that resource and that reservoir of okayness from within you. It it mm. really is there, and I know that can sound fluffy, and I know that maybe even sounds annoying at times because you're like, "Yo, I'm so burnt out here. You have no idea. I've been there. I know what it feels like to have no zero tools." And that's all that it is, is that one, maybe you haven't been taught them, or maybe you have been taught them and they just don't feel good anymore. And we're ready for like a refresher. We're ready for something new. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that.
1: Wow. And that's a powerful way to, to close out the show. So if our listeners want to know how to find Cassie jeans, where do they, where do they look?
2: Uh, They can hang out with me on Instagram um, and at my website cassiejeans.com and then instagram is at cassie underscore m jeans and uh there's some things there for people to check out lots of words that's for sure in the odd molly video because <laughs> there are definitely some molly fans out there including myself <laughs> molly's my. <mine. laughs> i know So we're just like i love your dog i'm like i know she's so cute she's got moon eyes she's my newfoundland retriever oh she's beautiful <laughs> like mine i'm i'm getting to enjoy her but um she's so sweet and she helps me so much as well there's a lot of I've got these like incredible funny things around me that help me so much it's so crazy um so yeah thank you so much for allowing me to share the space here and thanks for coming on and I will put everything in the show
1: notes so if our listeners are desperately trying to find Cassie Jeans don't worry she will be there we will hook you up and you can find her um we'll post Instagram websites all of her books everything she has on the go and that's where she'll be so thank you so much Cassie I'm so so grateful for you too you've helped me more than you know on my own personal journey and it's just been such a pleasure getting to know you and and having you here so thank you thank you and to our listeners you know the drill head on over to www.ygtmama.com and subscribe to the show and give us a rating and a review we've so appreciate every
0: single one and we will see you or hear you next week thank you so much for tuning in i'm sabrina greer your host and you've been listening to you've got this mama the podcast You can follow us at YGTMama and join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. To get more information on the stories we share here, our community, our books, or the blog, head on over to www.YGTMama.com. You can also access the show notes there. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe to The Tribe, rate and review this podcast. That helps keep us alive and we deeply value every review. I would like to thank the production team and Megan Krmpitich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear. We hope you tune in next week. But in the meantime, please remember, you've got this, Mama.